everybody, and welcome to this week's new episode of the Buns of Steel podcast. Hello, how's everybody doing? Did everybody take their um, yoga class this week? Did everybody take a ballet class this week? Did everyone get a chance to point their toes and touch their feet? Um, touch their feet. Touch your toes. How are we doing? I hope everyone's doing okay. Um, this is one of those weeks where um, it was kind of a push week. Everything felt really fun to do. Everything that happened this week was really, really good, but really um, taxing on the body, which is what happens when you dance. Um, and yeah, lots of things sort of happened this week that I really want to talk about because I have some thoughts I need to process. Um, first of all, we had a performance this week. Um, the per- Our first at Aerial Dance Chicago, our first performance back since we uh, were in quarantine. So it was kind of a big deal. And it's a big deal for a couple of reasons. So we barely got, so we, we, we got back to rehearsal the last week. Oh, there's cars happening outside. Um, we got back to rehearsal in the last week of August. And now it's, what is, what am I recording this? Saturday, um, September 26th. And so we're four weeks in, barely, just barely four weeks in to, to, to rehearsal. And none of us could get through our solos all the way through, including myself. I mean, you guys know, I told you, like we're we're doing these crazy solos, then they're expecting. It's not that they're ex- like our, our directors are expecting a lot of us, but they're a lot from us. They're just throwing a lot at us, like things that we would have had no problem doing when we were in shape. Now is like okay, we have to get back in shape. Remember this choreography and fully perform. Fully perform. So that was a challenge. So we're four weeks in and I'm like, we're I'm shoot. And, and originally we were supposed to run the solos twice in the performance space. So like we do it once and then go through everybody and then do it again because of our like the time that we had to fill. Um, we didn't end up doing that. But part of our training was we would run it full out in costume twice, um, not in a row. Thankfully, I would have died. But we would run it twice and I'm like oh my god like and I got to a point I think I talked about this last episode where I was like this solo I I don't really I do have to think about all the steps and all the things but it feels just really good now um like it it finally feels like I'm able to dance and I'm able to really like move and groove and find an ebb and flow and some dynamic in there. And that was just not something that I had explored in a really, really long time. (laughs) So it felt really, really just fulfilling to have that feeling last week. And then this performance, I was like, I was like, shoot, like we're going to have to, I mean, I get, I get, I don't really know what it is. I don't know if you would call it performance anxiety. I think everyone gets performance anxiety. Like it's like speaking in public or 
whatever, whenever you have to do something in front of people and when it's being recorded or whatever, there's always that level of anxiety that kind of kicks in. But, um, and I've said on this podcast before that I am most definitely a studio person. Like I just love being in the studio and training and working out and taking class and learning combos and um, warming up and just like sweating your butt off. Like just that's where I love it. And there's like all this possibility to like you can just make mistakes and you can, you know, push your limits and fall down. And um, it's actually like encouraged that you push your limits like that in class. Um, But when you're on stage, um, you try to eliminate any of those variables as much as possible. So that makes me feel sometimes like a little bit stiff, like a little bit like, oh, I can't. There's no room for error, basically. And I used to think that aerial, doing aerial work was like that. Oh, there's no room for error. It needs to be done this right way, this certain way, every single time for it to work and for the music to work um, and for you to, you know, look the way you're supposed to look. But there's like in dance, regular dance on the ground, there's so much possibility when you mess up or like when you, you, that's where sometimes that's where you really see the difference between the dancers that prepare and the dancers that I don't know. I'll word this better. That's where, like, if, if the way that you cover something that's not supposed to happen um, just shows your level of professionalism given the given the situation. So, for example, at this performance, we were outside, and um, I actually have a little bit of experience with silks outside because. Um, over quarantine, I rigged my home silk to a tree and I was able to, you know, climb and at least practice and do all that um, as much as I could when I was when I was there in my parents' house. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I kind of know I kind of know what wind can do. I kind of know, but I don't think anyone else had that experience before. And it's so hard to grasp. And if it's super, super windy, it's basically impossible because when you're doing stuff on one side of the silk and then the other side of the silk is like freaking parallel to the ground, it's like, okay, I have to like come down, maybe dance on the, maybe improv on the ground and then perform. Um, Sometimes, so that's why I said given the situation because sometimes there's not always a really simple way to. Like the audience can tell, like okay, there's there's a lot of wind happening here. Um, this is not their fault, of course, but overall, the performance went very well. It was also live streamed. My mom got a video, and I haven't seen it yet, but it if it, it felt really good. And I saw a couple of videos from friends posting it on their on their Instagram story. I was like, oh, that's nice. So I got to see a little bit of it, and it did look good. So I was like, okay, like maybe I did do a good job and I felt like I did a good job and um I liked my costume it was the my favorite leotard that we have in our little like costume closet favorite leotard little shorts oh excuse me um and it was just really nice and everyone the whole company did really incredible work 
and the outdoors really added sort of a level of free freeness free free a freeing feeling to it that i really liked um it, the the rig was a little bit higher which makes actually my solo a little bit easier to do um if it's a little bit higher just given like what i have to do and everyone seriously killed it everyone s- did such a good job um we performed at Northeastern Illinois University, and they were very complimentary of us. And the people that were there um, were very complimentary of us. And um, the director's husband was kind of like the MC of the whole event, just kind of like, here's, you know, Genevieve Brady. Um, he wouldn't say that. He was. <laughs> He was like, here's Genevieve Brady. This this piece is called Never Broken, and this is choreographed by Karen Fisher-Doyle. Like, okay, that's that's like what he would say. And kind of in the middle, if there was a rig change or something that took a little bit more time, he would kind of occupy the audience a little bit and not just have everyone just staring at us, you know, taking down the silk and putting it back up. Oh, I'm yawning. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um, And he said something really interesting that I was like, oh, I have to talk about this on the podcast because this is one of those things that I want to unpack. Um, he said that Ariel Dan Chicago, because we're, you know, we did this event and because we were out here performing in probably one of the first live dance performances being held in the Chicago area, like we're really setting a precedent to what the what everyone else is going to be doing or whatever we're setting a precedent to the standard of what we should be doing if that makes sense so um the level of detail that goes into you know performing outside you know um the level of detail it takes for us to rehearse in the studio safely and without any hiccups and making sure everyone washes their hands and everyone says everyone completes the screening and all of that before they walk into the studio. There's so, then there was, there was so much stuff to learn. And I teach at Ariel now. So, and as a teacher, you have to learn all of that. And as a dancer, you have to learn all of that. So I was like, holy crap, there's a lot to learn here. Um, And just to be like, all right, like this is, if I, if I want to do this, which is Ariel dancer, teach Ariel or whatever at this studio, this is what I have to do. And let's just give it a shot. And if it's, oh, wow. Excuse me. And if it's seriously something that I can't do or for some reason I'm unable to comply with, then that's one thing. But I was like, no, I really want to do this. I feel it in my soul that I need to stay here and do this, even though it's going to be really hard and, and a little bit annoying to do, which it kind of is sometimes. But it's okay. Um, And then it kind of just all came to a head at this performance. I was like, look at what we can accomplish, you know? And all of us are, all of us in the company now are just like down for anything. Um, We'll learn anything. We'll try anything. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to be in that environment and just be a part of the environment and be around it and surrounded by it so many times a week. because it changes the way how you, th- how you think about things. Like, oh, if I can wear a mask in performance on an 80-degree, de- 82-degree day 
in the air and perform that way, freaking, I can do, I can do anything. <gasps> you know why? It's because I haven't had my caffeine today. Ha <laughs> Maybe I'll go do that after this podcast. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. And it just felt really cool to be part of an organization that cares so deeply about our current situation and cares so deeply about us as dancers and us as students and us as audience members that I'm like, this is so cool. Like, this is like, this is great. (laughs) These people that I work for, I'm like, thank you. Thank God. Like, thank God for them. Because obviously not everything's perfect. Not everything's the way you want it to be. But in the end, we got to perform. It was a beautiful day. Everyone killed it. And what else can you ask for? So really good, really good work from us. Um, Usually, you know, we would have a cast party after any type of performance, but no one really planned one, question mark. Also, it was on Tuesday, so it was kind of in the middle of the week. Um, So I was like... This is weird. I don't like this. We need to like bond a little bit outside of the rehearsal setting. So I think we're, I'm going to have everyone over to my apartment and we're just going to hang out, play games, do whatever, and just, you know, be friends outside of the workplace, which is going to be good. I'm really excited about that. Um, the, oh, the next thing that I really wanted to talk about, I had a photo shoot on Wednesday and It was with Michelle Reed Photography. If you don't know her and you're in the Chicagoland area, please check her out. Like, she's amazing. Her name is Michelle Reed at um, Michelle Reed Photog, I think. And she's an amazing, amazing person and photographer. Um, It's cool. Like, once you work with photographers, you kind of know their style and what, like, as much as you have a style as the dancer and as the subject, they also have a style. So it's very cool to be a part of that. And then you're meshing with them also. Um, so all good stuff. All really good stuff. Um, we had a photo shoot on Wednesday. And um, I have I had a little bit of, I don't know, I was just worried about what I was going to look like, basically. <laughs> because... Um, I'm so used to seeing myself in photos of before the pandemic and when I was kind of in like really tip top shape and I'm for sure getting there and I'm for sure working for it. But um, like I said, it's only been like two, two and a half months and we've been in quarantine for probably four months. So, you know, there's things that just have to come back and I have to give it time and be patient. Um but I just I know I need photos because I look different than I did last year. And I just always need photos just for websites, for teachers, for studios and for my own Instagram. And if I need to promote classes or do whatever, like I just have up to date photos that I can use and they last forever. Like I still post photos from me and Michelle's photo shoot from like 2019. It was like February of 2019 um because they're really good and i just there's like still photos that i haven't even posted yet and i'm probably so and so i'm excited to just have like a little arsenal of photos to have and for the right occasion i'll have different photos 
and it was really good. I felt I for some reason I remembered photo shoots being like really easygoing and really fun and just kind of like boom, boom, bang, in and out, like whatever. But this time it took me a little bit to fall into my groove, I guess. Like, I didn't know what I wanted. I had photos. I had like inspiration photos. And I didn't really know how to make them fit my body best because they're all ones from like Lines Ballet. And I know what you're thinking. They're not like legs, but they're like just like fun little airy jumps and different poses and things that I really liked. Um, And I wanted to see if I could recreate them. And when I say recreate, I actually mean copy copy and paste on my body word for word motion for motion and that's just not how it works sweetie that's just not how it works (laughs) you need having an inspiration photo is just that it is just inspiration and like oh if you like the flow of a certain photo or the line of a certain photo or i don't know anything color lighting um elevation if you're like jumping really high or on the ground or kind of in middle middle place like you can take that and if you like the configuration of the legs and you know whatever you have to make it on your own body which is something that I literally just realized (laughs) and Michelle was kind of like she was great she was like she was like I don't know like you know she was we were taking photos and she was showing them to me and she was like I don't really know I don't really know what it needs And I was like, I think I need to stop trying to copy the photo exactly and just do, make it an, it is an inspiration photo. So just make it an inspiration photo and do what, and let my body do what it naturally does because I know that's pretty. I know that's beautiful. So let me just do that because I don't know what this person is thinking or doing or I don't know. And after I kind of got through with that and Michelle was like, yeah, actually a lot of dancers, they come in with these photos and they're like, Okay, I'm gonna do this photo, and I think they're gonna they think they're gonna copy it exactly, and that's not the case because you don't look like that person, you don't dance like that person, you don't have that person's life or training or hair color or um, leg length or arm length or torso flexibility. You don't have any of that. They're, it's all different. Maybe you have more, maybe you have less. I mean, you didn't make it work for your body. So if you like a shape, make the shape, but make it the way you want to make it. If that makes sense. So for literally the first half of the photo shoot, I was kind of like, oh my God, these photos are going to be so bad. And it's like not her at all. It's like me. I'm trying to like be this person and I'm not this person. I don't know what to do. And then we had that conversation and I was like, you're right. I need to relax. I, I, and that goes back to just embracing my own specific movement quality, which is what I encourage everyone to do. Just encourage the way you do it. And it's beautiful in that way. So I I haven't gotten any of the photos back yet. But when I do, y'all will be the first to know. And it's going to be great. Um, And after, you know, she showed me photos after. And I was like, and they were really good. I was like, okay, I'm excited now. So that went well. It was good. I actually um, was kind of like, I was apprehensive also, like I said before. And then something was just kind of like, you need to relax. You need to let go. Like, who cares what your body looks like? We're just in a pandemic. You know, that's it's going to look the way it looks, right? But I think it looks good. I think it's going to be – I think I'm going to look strong. I think I'm going to look 
pretty and different and unique. And oh, another thing is the space that we were working in for this photo shoot was smaller than the one that we did last, the one that we had last year, which is fine, whatever. And so we were, we we're working in this space and I'm used to the idea of like, so I'm 5'4", and I, but I'm used to the idea of making myself seem longer, longer and leaner than I am. I'm a big fan of long and lean, even though I'm not either of those things. Maybe I'm lean. I don't know. But I'm not long at all. I'm kind of stocky. And but I'm obsessed with lines. <laughs> obsessed with lines and like high legs and long arabesque and holding your leg really high and just long, I'm being redundant, but long lines. You, you get it. And I don't have those things. Um, I'm try, I try really hard to reach and pull out of my arm and pull out of my leg and really try to elongate myself and make myself look taller than I am. So that maybe someday I've heard stories of my professors being like, oh, like they meet people after their performance and the people are like, oh, I thought you were taller. And it's because they had like this long reaching line and it make them this, make them look really tall, which is I was like, oh, like I want that. But Michelle was like, can you just work small, like work small, kind of like around your face? Um, around your like upper body, like kind of keep things like in like a small square. And I was like, ooh, interesting. So I, I kept trying to like go really long, right? But she told me to stay like close and be like, be just my height, be just the way my limbs are and move kind of um, ornately, just kind of just in these little movements with your arm and around your face and around your torso and just stay small and not hard to start not not extending too much and I told her I was like that's so interesting that you asked me to do that because I have this obsession with being long and tall when I'm not and no this I was like this is good this is good for me because I don't work like this and maybe the photos will be different than what um I have before which is what I'm going for I'm going for growth I'm going for different than what I don't want the same photos I had before, um, which is good. And so I think that being said, I think these photos are going to be interesting, have lots of layers. I think it'll be good. I'm excited about that. Oh, that was a lot of talking. That was a lot of talking. The last thing that I really wanted to talk about was, and shout out to my sister because we talked yesterday and she's at college. and. We were talking about, you know, I was I took class and I was telling her about it. And uh, actually, let me tell you the story. So I went to class on Thursday and um, I like to go to Joseph Hernandez's class on Thursdays from 1130 to one. Um, every Thursday he teaches at Common Conservatory um, at the Drucker Center. And he that's that's he's just one of the teachers. He's also a Western Michigan grad, which is where I went to college. And we never went to college together. He's a little bit older than me. Um, so we never actually crossed paths. But, you know, I heard of him during the uh, during my time at college and just through the grapevine. And I just know him a little bit. And now that I've taken his class a couple of times, now we know each other. Now we have a personal connection. So that's good. Um, so I, 
last two weeks, this last Thursday and the Thursday before that, I was the only one, only one to show up to um, class. And usually they would cancel the class. Usually they would say, you know what? We need three people at least to take class for the studio to make money and for everyone to make money. Um, so we're canceling class so we don't lose any money. But I don't think anyone's turning anyone away at the moment right now. Um, just to keep people happy and keep people coming. And um, I don't really know the reason. That's just my speculation. And I think he, I think the owner, uh, Ter- Terry Marling, Terrence Marling, is just doing every single person a favor and just like guaranteeing a dance class because we've just not been able to take dance for so long and now we're able to take class so he i think he feels bad to like cancel it and like turn people away so um last week we were the only one i was the only one in class and we was fun like we did a normal class was just it was really normal like it was just like our, our normal the normal warm-up the normal abs the normal plie tendu we added it across the floor and then we just did a combo and it was really nice and i felt like i had space to talk and make mistakes without feeling like i was being judged or had it was really just low pressure so um on Thursday, this past Thursday, when I went, I was like, I had a feeling that it was going to happen again. And I wasn't sure if they were going to cancel class or not. So I still went and I was like, no, like I like this class. I'm going to go. And if they tell me I can't dance, okay, that's one thing. Um, But I'm going to go. And I went and Joseph was like the teacher. He was like, you're a rock star for coming two weeks in a row and being the only one and like staying. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm like, I don't know. I, I really like, I really enjoy this class. I enjoy what we're doing. Um, and I feel like I get a lot out of big classes, which we're so often in these big, big classes. And I get a lot of these smaller classes. And with the smaller classes, maybe the teacher can, like, like last week, uh, two weeks, actually two weeks ago, the first time I was the only one, he told me this thing about my focus, um, that like, I need to be like looking around more and like using my eyes more in the context of what we were doing. And I just took that and I ran with it for everything that I did, everything that I'm doing. Cause I'm still thinking about it. And that just has changed. And he's like, he's like really awesome, amazing dancers have a really complex, understanding of the world around them and immediately like of the immediate studio world around them and they're just looking and observing and taking it all in um and I was like wow that's really true like you don't see a dancer that has just a blank a dead eye blank face lights on no one's home you always see really captivating people use their eyes. And this is not the first time that I've thought about using my eyes before, but it's good to just get another perspective of the same idea and to just learn about it and think about it and just using your eyes, even if it throws you off a little bit, because then you learn something, right? So I'm using my eyes and I'm like, wow, this is really nice. Feels really good. And I'm like, yeah, show up again. I, I felt like that was something so small that you probably wouldn't have said to me had there have been 
like four other people in class N- uh, the one girl doesn't know what she's doing another girl is keeps messing up this one part and like my little comment about my eyeballs doesn't seem important if that makes sense like you've got bigger problems in this class than to be stressing about one small thing um and he was like and i was and i was like I, and i really just enjoy what we're doing and he was like um he was like i'm really glad that you took that away and i'm really glad that you felt comfortable to to take that correction and think about it and i said yeah and i meant to tell you this last week too but um and i know not a whole lot is going on right now you know due to corona blah, blah, blah. and just do like do, do you if, if you have any gigs or have any projects and things that you need dancers for um i'd love to come audition i'd love to you know be a part of it and i i would like to work with you because i just like what we're doing i like this class um it's like for sure let me know and he was like wow like thank you so much for telling me that um you don't get that a lot <laughs> you don't get people coming up to you in an everyday setting giving you such feedback like that you don't so thank you so much um and yes i definitely will tell i'll let you know um and i was like wow that's like really nice and i, I even told him i don't know if this was too far but i even told him i was like no i'm realizing that my that my love languages one of them is uh verbal affirmation so when people s- say anything to me uh especially in class uh, i just keep it and i take it and i try to really internalize it and make it a part of my being because uh when someone says something to me it makes me feel like they saw me and they took in what i'm doing um and i'm sure if i'm like that other people are like that so um yeah i I wanted to make a point to tell you how i was feeling because i think you should know and he was like he was like wow like yeah mine my love language is touch and since the pandemic like all my my class used to be just a lot of contact improv and we would walk around the room before the pandemic of course we'd walk around the room and you'd you'd give each person a hug you'd be you know everyone would be walking in a different direction throughout the room and then you know given the verbal cues he would tell the class to you know a command or something to think about and one of the commands would be like okay give give this person a hug or give the person next to you a hug or um hold them or whatever and it was all about touch and he's like and i can't do that anymore and it makes me so upset because it just it just bring brought down the level of anxiety in the class when everyone touch each other and I was like, yeah, that's makes a lot of sense. And that's such a bummer that I'm, I haven't because I shame on me. I haven't I didn't take his class before the pandemic. And now I'm just I'm just finding it now. Um, and yeah, that's that just was a really great start to the class. And he was like, OK, um, so we have two options for this class. We could either go along and do a combo kind of like we did what well, we did last week, just super normal i have a combo prepared we can just do our warm-up and do whatever and do the, the combo that i have or we could warm up and collaborate on a phrase and i was like "Ooh!" in my head i was like 
I haven't collaborated in a really long time. I don't know if I'm in the mental space to do that, but it would be really good change of pace for me to just be creative and collaborate. And if there's no pressure. He can take and leave whatever material he wants from whatever I come up with. So I was like, we can, let's collaborate. And he was like, okay. So we warmed up, did a full warm up, And then we kind of, we came up with these words to describe verbs, not just words, but verbs to describe different sensations and different, um, I don't know, actions. We, it was, th- it was things like swipe, pounce, meditate. Um, was another one. Abandon, things like that. Just like words that are verbs that have meaning. Uh, am I okay? Words, all words have meaning. You know what I mean? But words that have a strong action associated with it. Like swipe is an action and it can be exciting. Abandon is exciting. You know, those types of things. So we kind of loosely, or me, I loosely created a little bit of a phrase. It was, and it was all floor work. And he was like, he's like, let's create a floor work phrase. And I said, okay, like, cool. I ha- I love floor work. So I made this, like, I like to make choreography that kind of kills me um, a little bit on the inside and on the outside. Like I just, I'm jumping to the floor and I'm turning around and doing flips and doing turns and body rolls and swiping things left and right and it I have to this day it's Saturday and when I'm recording this and I took that class on Thursday I have a huge bruise on my right shoulder because we did so many shoulder rolls and windmills um but it was really really fun and I haven't gotten to work like that in a collaboration setting in forever and it was cool like Joseph and I have almost like the same college training so we come from a lot of the same background so it's very easy to communicate it's very easy to collaborate a lot of the things that he was doing or wanting to do or saying I also wanted to do those things like I I I would like think of them and then he would say them and I'm like oh that's weird and I also felt like I was able to be a little bit more myself like I was able to joke around and like change choreography if I wanted to and like just have a little bit more freedom which is something that I really need because I know that I can come off really, really intense <laughs> and serious in person and in rehearsal and in class. It's just something I need to work on and work with. Um, but we got this really cool video. It's on my Instagram. You can check it out um, at Jenna Brady if you wanted to know. Um, and it was really fun and really it took me forever to figure out what video I wanted to post because we got three. It no joke took me an hour and a half to watch the videos, edit them the way I wanted, because you know Instagram doesn't allow you to do anything more than a minute. And I it took so long to figure out what I wanted to post, and it was such a problem. And I was like, oh, can I just Pick the best one, but they were both good in different ways. Or they're all three of them were good in different ways. But I chose the one that I felt like I made the best choices in, if that makes sense. But I'm ultimately happy with what I posted. Um, it was good. It was good. And after class, actually, the owner of Common Conservatory, his name is Terrence Marling. We talked a little bit, and it was just nice to talk to him and get a little bit of feedback. And he said the. I'm just putting this on here because it 
because like I said, verbal affirmation is how I receive praise (laughs) and affection. So he came in and he just had to like, you know, put some things away and whatnot. And she was coming into the studio and Joseph turns to Terrence and was like, and was like, I was like, isn't she a rock star for coming again and <laughs> being the only one in class? And then Terry goes, yeah, she, but she, the girl can dance. She just comes in and she just dances and she works hard and that's it. And I was like, what an amazing compliment that was. Because that's what I do. That's what I try to do. I go in, I try not to be annoying or pull attention to myself in negative ways or anything of the sort like that. I try to just do my job, do my best, make a good impression, learn something, and then get the heck out of there and not waste anyone's time. That's literally my thought process. That's literally my thought process. And the fact that he said that, and I, I ho- he could he could have just been saying that, of course. He could have just been like, whatever. Um, but I hope that it was as genuine as I took it because I, that like kind of made my whole day, made my whole week probably, um, that I just, I come in, I work hard and I leave and I, and I can dance. And I'm, thank you. That's such an amazing compliment to receive from somebody that I look, I look up to, two people that I look up to. <sighs> so, the thing that I, the story that came out of that when I was talking to my sister, now we're just looping back. Um, and she was like, you know, when dad says showing up is half the battle and a lot of people don't even show up. And so they lose, they lose half the battle because they didn't show up. And she's like, and I always thought that was sort of a, a thing that you would say when you go to practice or when you go to like she's a gymnast, so I said practice. When you go to practice or go to go to class or go to like like school type class, not not dance type class, school type class. Um, because when you're in college, you can just go and not go to class. But when you go to class, you get something out of it, and it's you know what I'm saying. So, um, and she's like, but like you are showing up in a different way, and that's also important because it's not just you're not in school anymore. You don't have to be, you're not, you're not part of that world anymore. Um, so you're able to show up in different ways. And this is one of those ways, like in real life connections that you're making with people, that's how you show up. And I said, well, yes, that's, yes, I show up, of course, to class. I show up to rehearsal. I show up to places that I have to teach, but I try to also show up as a fully, functioning person of society as a human and trying to make connections with people and learn about them and have meaningful conversation. And so I know a little bit more about what they're going through so that I could understand it for later. And that really was cool. So I guess the takeaway of this whole episode is it's just important to show up and not only as a physical body that walks around the earth, but also as a person with a brain that has something to say. If you don't have anything to say, okay, that's one thing. But for me, I have something to say. That's important to do that in any respect, in any capacity. Like show, like showing up 
and it doesn't even need to mean the literal term, the literal um, meaning of the word, like going to a spot and being there, showing up and doing like doing your best and showing up to show that you care and that you're not just like you're not just a person that just showed up because sometimes that's not enough either so when showing up means half the battle take it what you will um and yeah i think that's all i think that's all i wanted to say on this episode (sighs) a lot of talking that was a lot that was so much thank you so much for listening Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Buns of Steel podcast. My name is Genevieve Brady. I don't think I said that in the beginning. My apologies if you don't know my name. <laughs> um, if you're new here, hi. Um, please go subscribe to Buns of Steel podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please also follow our Instagram at Buns of Steel pod. You can also follow me at Jenna Brady. I post a lot of dance related things. Um, not really any lifestyle, just dance. <laughs> it's all just dance for me. Um, and that's how I like it. So I hope you get a chance to point your toes and bend your knees this week. And I will talk to you next week. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Every Tuesday and every Wednesday. Um, either one of those days every week. All right, bye. Thank you.